How's Kelly doing? I'm doing well, Pat. Thanks for having me tonight. It's uh, it's good to have you on. Are you uh, are you feeling are you ready to go? Does it feel like it's uh, it's go time next week? It's actually nice to be back in the rink again to watch these guys play. So you do get that feeling when you're. I always feel September first. It gets a lot busier. The majority of the players start coming back into town. Um, you get the emails start coming for our, our our prospects camp, and and that's kind of the first. Yeah, all right, we're almost there. And then when you get on the plane and you get out here, it's nice to be able to watch games again and and watch the that good looking red jersey skate around the ice. yeah absolutely so what's what's um for you first time as an nhl head coach running your first training camp is it mostly excitement any nerves i'm just curious as to what the feels like yeah i i think it's mostly excitement i think you know i every year i've coached i i always i still get nerves um, whether it's your first time as a junior coach or if you've been a junior coach for a long time, the American League, the last game I coached in the American League, my first game up here as an assistant, I still get um, butterflies, if you want to call it that, yeah. but, but they go away fairly quickly. I just, I, I feel like it's more excitement. You want to get things started. You're, you're feeling pretty good with where all the players are at, and um, it's nice to be able to see all their hard work on the ice again to start our year. What uh like here we are it's mid-september we're just we're less than a week away from the first main camp on ice session what's are you in contact a lot with the players right now or are you kind of still hands off until they get there and camps officially underway yeah we have to be hands off still cba wise yeah and and that's something that we do but they're skating in our arena so they're at the dome now and our offices are down there so we're visiting with them i mean that's that's what this is all about this time of year um you get to know your players a little bit differently um, at this time of the year because it's it's still, I guess you can classify it as their summer break, although you can see a difference in mentality the way they're pushing themselves on the ice. And we're not allowed on the ice with the guys, but we do, right. we do have contact in the dressing room, just um, more so conversations about their day and how things are going and, and, and try to get off to the right foot that way. You've, uh, you've got your entire coaching staff here for a couple of days? Yeah. We were, uh, with the exception of our two video guys, they're back okay. in Calgary. Um, so, yeah, we were able to see some of these young guys. And I think for Dan and I think for Mark, it was important for them. Kale and I and, and Jason are familiar with all these guys because we've been here for a few years now. So we know the names. We know the type of player that um, a certain person is. But, but Dan and Mark don't. So this gives them an idea to see who the people we are talking about um, and form their own opinions on it. And I think that's really important because a lot of times um, what I may think of a player will not be the same at all from the way Dan thinks of a guy. So this gives them first opportunity to get to know some of these young men and also to get a um, first impression or, you know, I guess get a, a pretty good idea of what yeah. they think of each player. How is uh, how is your coaching staff starting to, to gel? Now everybody's in Calgary. Like, uh, is, is it feel like uh, you've, you've got the groove you want to be yeah. in yeah they've been we've had some really productive meetings along the way i think we have a pretty good handle on um, how we want to approach training camp how we want our team to play um, and i think that's the funny thing about hockey players hockey coaches um, guys in general it does it doesn't take long um, before the jokes start to fly around a little bit before you start feeling comfortable with each other and people start to share and share opinions and that's the way i feel like our group is already and having a chance like we have here for these two short days, um, we're around each other all day long. So you get a pretty good feel of, of, of someone, what they're all about, and um, what's important to them, how they are off the ice, and you get to have a few laughs as well. And I guess you get some good face time with uh, Trent Cole, yeah. new head coach of the Wranglers as well. Hey? Yeah, and I, I actually played with Trent way back when in the American Hockey League for a short period of time in Springfield. So I, I did know him beforehand, 
Um, and I think he's an excellent coach, and I think we're really fortunate to have him. And it'll be nice to be having uh, a good relationship with him along the way. And I, I, I've said it before, my first year as a coach in the American League, Bob Hartley was the coach up here. Um, and the one thing that I will take away from that was how in touch Bob was with me. It was every Sunday night my phone would ring in Adirondack like clockwork, and I knew who it was. It was Bob Hartley all the time asking if we needed something, could he help with anything, um, can our team do anything for you, who's playing well down there right now, who's not playing well down there, and it's something that I I will never forget for a young guy starting out, and it's something that I'm going to try to do as I move along that's as well. That's cool, I like that, that's a, yeah. that's a neat story, so you've, you've, taken that, uh, you've taken that with you all the way along, hey? Absolutely, and because I found it so valuable, I mean, it, it makes you feel like you're part of things, and if you have different people feeling valued and a part of an organization, I think there's a lot more buy-in. And these organizations are so big that if you have all sorts of people wanting to have success and wanting to do things the right way, um, then you're gonna then you're gonna find a way to get to another level, and that's what it's all about. And that's what Bob did for me, and that's something I plan on doing the same. We're chatting with head coach Ryan Huska of the Calgary Flames. So, your is is the training camp plan set? You've got it all mapped out now. Yeah, I've had it mapped out for about two months. Okay, so it's been ready for a while. <laughs> but the worst thing about that one, when you have the time on your hands, is every night I lie in bed uh, looking at the roof, and I'll change something. So I'll have an idea that I'll switch around. But um, we've had a pretty good plan in place for a while. We know what type. Um, our, the teams, we know the makeup of our teams. We have an idea of, of who we're going to play in exhibition games based on how guys perform, of course. That all comes into play, but we just like to be one step ahead if we can. So we've done a lot of work prior to our start. So what goes into mapping out a training camp? Like for you, philosophy-wise, what's, what's important in a training camp structure? Yeah, I think three days of practice, that's all you get. And that's something that's changed pretty significantly over the years where you kind of have to get right into it um so we're going to try to establish a little bit of how we want to play in our practices i think when we move into the exhibition games it's trying to find some connection between certain players so you'll see some some different line combinations um some probably will be familiar to what people maybe have seen before others will be totally different where we're trying to find something that really works or something that maybe um, a pair or a line that we didn't know would have success prior in prior years so those are all things that we'll look to accomplish here as we move through exhibition and then it's it's finding guys who are ready to play and are, are ready to contribute and help us win what when we talk about you said you said that you know you want to establish the way you want to play in practice i know you can't get into the actual x's and o's and that type of stuff yeah. but how, how would you describe the way you want the group to play now? Now, we spoke to you when, when the news was announced a number of months ago. Now that you've had some time to really flesh it out, what what goes into the vision of how you want the group to play? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a style of game that our team is going to need to play to have success, and that's one where the players for each other, play, players play for each other, um, if that makes sense, not just with each other. So there has to be a commitment from... Um, each of our players to make sure they're doing what they have to do to set the other person up beside them in the room to have success. And then from there, it's, you know, you learn over the years by watching the game and from other coaches that have had a chance to be around, um, you win by keeping the puck out of your net. So that's going to be a big priority for us. Um, but then we're going to shift to, to trying to get our players to understand situations where they can anticipate the play a little bit more, where they can um, I don't want to say cheat, but they can they can get going the other direction quicker so we can play a little bit of a faster brand. And then it's making 
the right decisions as we're entering the offensive zone. So we want our guys to be creative. We want them to value the puck. Um, but we want to be a team that has an attacking mentality when we have okay. it. So as soon as there's a turnover, the expectation is that puck is going to the net. Whether you're in our own zone, we're getting up the ice as quick as we can, or in the neutral zone and in the offensive zone. Whenever we get it, the mindset has to be we're going to the net. And I think that's one way where we'll be able to um, generate some, some opportunities and, and hopefully find a way to score some goals. I remember, uh, I remember when Ken Hitchcock was coaching the Blues, kind of right when they were uh, finishing near the top of the Western Conference every year. I remember he uh, he said this, kind of had this anecdote. I don't remember what exactly the math was, but it was in a minute they want to spend X amount of time in their own zone yeah. and way more time in the offensive zone, and kind of that same philosophy of we want to like just mentally always yeah. be thinking about get out of our zone and and not spend anywhere near as much time in that end yeah and you know and that's the the fine line like we're there's going to be a few adjustments that we'll make and how we we play in our own zone and we may give up a, a touch more zone time which is it's almost that balancing line where you want to be very careful with that because you don't want to get into a situation where yes we're keeping teams to the outside but we're spending 30 to 40 seconds in our zone when we get the puck we just chip it out and change and then your opponent comes right back at you we want to be the team that's doing that so ideally we're getting the puck quickly we're getting out of our zone we're forcing other teams to play in their zone for a long period of time so yeah. they have to chip and change and then we feel like um with the way we're going to push our players the way we're going to practice them um, our conditioning is going to be of such where we can wear teams down talking with ryan huska calgary flames head coach what what excites you about, like, if you were to you take a look at your roster and, and the group that you'll be bringing to training camp and the group that you expect to start the NHL season with, what, what excites you about this group? Um, a lot, Pat. I mean, I, I, I just like the players. I try to stay away from the media um, as much as possible so I, I don't hear some of the things. But we're in a Canadian market, so it's talked about a lot. And I know some of the comments that get made on some of the players on our team. They bother me just like they bother the players. I think we have some really good players on our team, and I think uh, I'm excited because we're going to get some very motivated guys coming um, back to Calgary, and um, I want to see that success. And I think the other thing that excites me, I just get the sense that this year nobody's really looking at us like a team that can do all that much. I mean, and I'll use the... The nationally televised games in the United States. Yeah. The Calgary Flames have zero games. And I almost take it as a bit of a slap in the face to all of us. Our players, um, our team, the way we're going to play, because we we do have good players. And and we are a team that when we're committed to doing things the right way, I truly believe we're going to make some noise. You you talk about highly motivated players and, and... I remember at uh, the Targets for Kids event earlier in the summer, Craig came and sat down with us and talked about, yeah, like I just spoke to Marky on the phone yesterday, and, yeah. and he's dialed. He's where he's driving an hour to go practice every day to make sure, like he's he's never been more focused on his commitment. He kind of told that story again last week. What uh, what are you picking up from Jacob Markstrom and <laughs> and and his kind of focus heading into this season? Yeah, you know what. Jacob, he's always, I find him the same. Like, he is an ultimate, the ultimate competitor. Um, So I don't, for me, I've never lost any sort of trust or belief in his ability, and I know he hasn't lost that in himself. Um, There's a difference between someone that is looking to try to find it and someone that's unhappy about the way um, their year went based on their expectations of themselves. Um, Marky, to me, is, is one of the premier goaltenders in the league, and... Um, our staff truly believes in him as we do with our other goaltenders but 
Um, he's in a good place right now, but it's to me it's not really all that much different than you ever see from him because of the way he approaches his daily life. He's, yeah. a, he's a guy that comes to work every day. Um, and right now we're seeing a lot of the same from him in his lead-up to training camp. What uh, you, you talked about, you know, uh, having a plan that can always change for training camp. Do you have a, a plan for your goaltenders in terms of how you might use yeah. three guys? Is it is it set in stone? Is it written in light pencil? Like, how do you go about that? I'd say light pencil. I think the one thing that we'll probably do a little different this year, you know, how you usually see a lot of splitting of games. I don't think we're going to do a lot of that right now. I think we have... Um, well, three guys. Let's let's call it what it is. I mean, they need to get their games. They need to play, um, and that's no disrespect to the other guys in our organization. Um, but we have to find a way to see um, where the dominoes will fall, I guess. Yeah. And I think the best way to do that is put them in a game. Let them play the 60 minutes. I, I don't. I never really understood why there was always the splitting of games in exhibition. You don't ever split games during the regular season. Why do you do that exhibition time? So. Um, light pencil is what I would say to that one, but I think you're probably seeing guys play a little bit more full game than okay. In the past. Um, how Jonathan Huberdeau? Yeah. How what's the one of the words that I've you know when I when I saw him for the first time at the golf tournament on Wednesday of last week, uh, he just seems like a, a high level of resolve. Yeah. Do you are you picking up on that as well? well? For sure, and that's with all of our guys. Like I will say that to you, but I, I think the big message, and we keep talking a lot about it, and I know it's the way it's going to be for the first little bit. There's there's so much talk about last year. Yeah. I don't I don't want them to worry about that. I don't want them to look three days down. I want them to stay where they are and and be their very best version of themselves on this given day because I feel like that's how you get the best out of everybody. And um, the way Hubie is right now, he's in a great space, and I want him to stay focused on on his job. And that holds true for all of our players, and that's going to be one of our bigger messages this year. You don't worry about what happened 10 minutes ago. You can't do anything about it. It's the same with what's going to happen 10 minutes from now. You don't know what's going to happen. Yep. So stay in the moment, and that's a big thing for all players, and it's something that's talked about a lot. Um and it's a really hard thing to do, and you know, in no matter what walk of life you're in. But we have to try to get our players to do that. Really focus on being present all the time, and you're going to see the best out of them if they're able to do that. What what excites you about Yegor uh, Sharangovich? What what are uh, what are kind of the early impressions of of seeing him? You know, it's funny. I watched uh, when that trade went down. I watched a lot of his games, and uh, there are a few things that you like about him are the speed that he plays with. I think he has real good instincts in regards to anticipating like i talked about earlier when he can take off when he can make it hard on defensemen but he's also a shooter um so he has a lot of offensive ability in him the one thing that stood out for me though when you watch players there's always a either he's got offensive tendencies or defensive tendencies and he always seemed to be the responsible one on his lines where he might be the guy that is always the third man high um putting himself in positions to get the puck and be ready to shoot you know, in, in watching him play, there was those tendencies, and that holds true for the penalty kill side of things. I just think there's another level where we could get to him potentially power play-wise and potentially scoring-wise. So I love what he he's able to do. I love his youth. I love his speed, his shooting ability. I think it's finding a way to get a little bit more offense out of him will be one of our tasks. Uh, two more for Ryan Huska. What, uh, for, for the players who are playing here at the Young Stars, What what is the importance of really treating these three games that they play is as kind of springboards yeah. into main camp well there's certain guys here that we're looking at as guys that we're have a real realistic chance of making our team um 
so you want to see them you know, almost be a little step ahead of everybody else because yes the pace of this is better than what they normally would have played but it's significantly different than what they're going to see in four days from now yep so you know you want to see guys push and at the end of the day what they do here and in their practices leading up to our camp will be an indicator for us as to if they get exhibition games or how many they should play so you know you look at all these different young men some guys are going to push for a job this year um, other guys will expect to push for a job next year and then there's somewhere you expect to earn a contract like you're here for a reason and that's what you want all these guys to to take away from this is the opportunities there for you you have to make the best of it for matt coronado he's played a lot of hockey finished his career in in college practices with with your group for a number of weeks plays his first game goes to the world championship and now here he is at this event and and he'll come to main camp with a lot of buzz surrounding him so what what uh, what are you looking for from him what what does he need to do to make your life difficult excuse me um I think, as I mentioned with some of our other players, just bring his the best version of himself. Like We need a, a young guy that's going to bring a lot of energy to our group. We need a guy that has the ability to um, score, a younger guy, and Matthew has that. He's got that ability. And I think the hard part for a young guy when you're trying to make a team, there's a tendency to try to do too much. And when you look at the game last night, um, that might have been the case for Matthew. Like you, you, you just want to do so much that oh, I got to show everybody that I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm yeah. ready. Um, and sometimes it, it backfires on you. So I think just, you know, taking your a deep breath and, and realizing that bringing the best version of Matthew Coronado is probably enough. Um, so we want to see him. Uh, he should be leading and he should be standing out at this event. And then when he comes into our main camp. I want him to approach it like he's stealing someone's job. And that's the mindset we talked to him over the course of the summer. And as I said to you before, we expect um, certain guys here to push for jobs, and he is most definitely one of them.